0: Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I am Larry Monkey, and you can find me on Twitter at ff Larry Monkey. And I am joined today by Mr. Ron D. F. F. Justin Rogers. Woo!
1: I'm back. I'm back. Down a week, and I'm I'm refreshed. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to roll. Ready to roll. going to fight these power outages around here, so I can uh, so I can get on here and get some some projects out in the open.
2: He got all he's got all the lights on. You can't turn his power
1: off. He's
2: got all. The- <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> hey right. now. now hold on,
2: hold on a minute here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think we got a, a voice over there. That
0: was yeah. our special guest. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm a fantasy stoner, but I am not the fantasy stoner. Tonight, we have been graced by the great fantasy stoner. Welcome,
2: my man. How are you? Gentlemen, I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. It's weird looking at Sam Darnold. I can't help but, like, stare at him behind you oh. all night long. I went to college with Sam, so I don't know if you guys knew that. I went back to USC as a non-traditional. So I graduated in 2018, and I knew Sam. He sat in front of me in some classes. I was like, I didn't know him before he was a starting quarterback. I was like, who's this fucking big-headed, wrecking Ralph-looking motherfucker sitting in front of me? It was, turned out to be Sam Darnold, and me took the job from max brown he should have started that whole season um but yeah i so i went to school with sam so it's funny to see him kind of hovering over your shoulder
0: i hope he's still here i might have to take him down i mean what, what do yeah, you, you, think, might
2: just, you might just you might want to walk you might want to watch that for a while because it may be the last time you see him so. <laughs> no what do you think you're clearly a jet fan where do you think I, they're going with the two
0: i am a jets fan i'm also a sam darnold fan we're in the best best spot we could possibly be I'm happy with any decision that Joe Douglas makes at this point because Sam Darnold, fucking Jets Twitter, man, I can't, I can't with Jets Twitter, I just can't. I, I fucking, I, me and Jets Twitter, we don't get along. They just love everything. They just, they, they're just like so optimistic. It doesn't make any sense. Ugh. I mean, I got into it today with somebody over the fucking offensive line because I said historically bad. I was, you know what, Lewis, I, I made a comment on a Lewis Riddick. Post where he fucking took a shot at the Jets O line and all these fucking, and then Jets Twitter is just like, hey man, the Jets O line is not that bad. And I'm like, you fucking kidding me? The Jets O line is not terrible. The, not that good either.
1: Come on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Not that good. Yeah.
2: And I used the word historically
0: bad. Now, this year they were not. You got
2: to take Riddick with a grain of salt, though. He had Clyde Edwards Hilaire as his 1-1 last year going into redraft. So fuck you know, that guy. That was big
0: Dwayne Haskins guy, also. So, yeah, all right. There's you know, Lewis Riddick aside. It was more more about the whole Jets' Twitters coming to the fucking rescue for the Jets' O line. The Jets O-line does not deserve anybody defending them. They clearly can't defend So them. would you suggest
2: that uh, Sewell's the best pick for them?
0: I'm happy with that pick. I'm happy if they trade down and accumulate more equity. That's, in the, draft. that's the best
2: play right there is to trade down. To trade because down.
0: they need all that stuff i mean that was that's the whole deal with sam Darnold. and it sucks because on new york radio it started you know t- halfway through the season well i don't know about sam you know you know he just looks doesn't look like blah, blah, blah. and everyone's kind of jumped on that whole sam Darnold sucks bandwagon i'm not on that bandwagon fuck you jets twitter and all that nonsense
2: i, I don't know i think you give him a chance and you give him some people to play with and you know some guys that actually want to play with him and a coach that drives a little fire into him Right. You know, I love you you know I love your new coach she stole him from us
0: there you oh there you go as, as a niner fan as a niner fan let's just pivot over to here who the hell is your QB could be Sam Darnold. who knows who are you really Jimmy for?
2: Garoppolo is currently my quarterback leading my team with his finely chiseled jaw um and his, and his stunning good looks. Obviously, Watson's the guy that you want. I mean, if they go the draft route and they want to move up, I think Zach Wilson's the guy that could thrive in that offense with Shanahan. I think Trey Lance is a guy that could be, oh, my God, he could be spectacular. He could be everything people wanted Cam Newton to be because he is a big-bodied guy, but he can also throw the ball. I mean, they have they also have a lot of routes to go. If I were the Jets, if I were them, I'd be calling the Jets. If they really want to make a move for a quarterback, I would call the Jets. Try to get that number two pick.
1: I think they have a $0 out on it. So if they wanted to go a different route, it wouldn't cost them a dime. So there's that option.
2: That's pretty much it. But they could bring in a a rookie and, you know, sign a guy like Fitzpatrick or even – Bring in Mitchell Trubisky, or I just don't know if if you're going to bring in a Trey Lance at the 12th pick, and he's going to be your starter from day one. I don't know that, I and mean, he hasn't played football in a year. So, but he was spectacular in 2019. I mean, the guy didn't throw any interceptions and he'll run you over before he runs out of bounds. I love that kid. I'm excited to see what he can do.
0: So who are your uh, top three?
2: Yeah, I mean, right now it's Justin Fields. If we're just talking about like talent level, it's Fields. And then, I mean, it's Wilson and Lance are kind of right there for me. But, you know, depending on, you know, draft spot, like I want Zach Wilson to be my number two guy. Like I look at Justin Fields in his face and it just, it hurts me. His face bothers me. Like there's like a pomp there's like an arrogance about him. I fucking hate. And I noticed it when I watched that Netflix show. Like I don't know behind QB one or whatever it was, and he was he was still in high school. Like something about him irked me. You know, it doesn't mean I don't want him to succeed, and it doesn't mean I don't think he's talented. But I like Wilson. If Trey Lance ends up again, like I said, in San Francisco. You know, from a fantasy perspective, I think he might have more value than even Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, depending on landing spot. But, I mean, if we're just talking talent-wise, it's going to be Fields at two and then Wilson at three. Kind of like Lance at four right now.
0: We got the fantasy stoner on. We should figure out, what's your preference? Indica, Sativa, or the hybrid?
2: (laughs) I'm an Indica guy. I am i I love the couch lock. Um, when I grind tape, half of the time, it's Netflix and the other half, it's like Hulu. Like I just love being locked in and and watching something. And then I go with a hybrid because you know I like that little mix. It gives you a little. My favorite strain is a uh, Guava Face. I think it's about a seventy-five percent, twenty-five percent indica to sativa ratio. It's called Guava Face. Yeah, one well, my guy breeds it himself with his buddies. You know, sometimes you burn something and you're like, "Fuck!" I had to load the dishwasher and take the trash out, but. Now I'm locked into the couch, watching sixty days in. Like, there's no way that stuff's happening tonight. Sorry, but nice. this stuff would give you that thirty minutes of, you know, who I want. I gotta do shit. Like, let me get this stuff done, and then it just drop kicks you in the back of the head. Nice, and you get a good two hours worth of not doing anything, where your body just feels like jello. It's outstanding.
0: Before the show, went out to the garage packed up a little east coast sour diesel okay which is a sativa uh i'm a big fan of the hybrid the sativa gets me going man it's just like i'm raring to go like i will i will just bust clean the house bam i I can get stuff done and uh, take care of the yard just bang it out
2: i i think i just find myself like smoking way too much of that because i just i want to get to a point where i want to be lazy so i'd rather just try to like Figure out how much Indica I can smoke and still be productive during the day, and then just hammer it down at night. Like, for me, it was, today it was some Gorilla OG, that's what I've been smoking. And then tonight, it's the Granddaddy, the Granddaddy Perps. I do have some people out west that ship me some stuff. I got a buddy. Uh, in Massachusetts that is shipping me some medical if I need it. Uh And I also have some friends over the bridge in Philly that, you know, I just place an order with them and, you know, a couple days later they'll have it for me and I can go swoop by and pick it up. So I don't have to smoke that bodega shit. That's part Brown and part green. So
0: you're pretty well known as like this SoCal guy. Not too many people know that you originated on the East coast and you're Uh, currently
2: residing there right now. I am. I was born and raised uh, about 20 minutes from Philly in a little shithole town called Delran, New Jersey. That's actually where I'm at right now. Been here since right before Thanksgiving. Nice. Back to the homeland, uh, huh? Back to the old stomping ground. Could do without all this snow that we've gotten and that they say we're we're about to get. It's just dumb. I hate having to go outside and heat my car up for 20 minutes before I can go anywhere. You know, my Saturday and Sunday mornings used to be consumed with. You know, me driving up the coast to PCH in California and having the windows down and the music up and smoking a fat blunt. It's a it's a little bit different to do that here when it's fucking thirty degrees out and yeah, it's just not the same, you know.
0: It's interesting. That you've had, like, you're on the East Coast, and it's just like we're getting hit with all this snow. And you just painted this beautiful picture of you driving up the West Coast and, and stuff like that. Now, you've gotten into some Twitter feuds lately. This change in scenery <laughs> maybe contributed. I know that Detroit Beastie made the comment, as Twitter turned into f- to factions and clicks, is FF Twitter getting soft?
2: I've been speaking that into existence for quite some time. Um, and everybody kind of looked at me as being the bad guy. Here's what I really think. I think we have this I'm gonna call it fantasy land, right? I'm gonna call fantasy football Twitter fantasy sure. land. This fantasy land where because of COVID, people, you know, generally, a majority of people have been playing it healthy and smart and quarantining and you're kind of stuck communicating with people online dealing with people mainly on social media or in this context where we see each other so you kind of have this a majority of people have this persona that persona that they've built this twitter brand that they're trying to grow and this persona that is probably different than a lot of their real personas right They're probably not like that in real life now because they're interacting a majority digitally with people on Twitter. Like that, that has become who they are. So I don't know. I think just maybe not interacting with real people in real life has has made your you know your retweets and your likes and your follower count become much more important. And that's why every day is a fallatio Friday where. (laughs) you know you have have these follow threads and, and you know it used to be it used to be a thing like it was cool like i get it i know that you want more engagement more followers it just i do i do feel like it's very clicky where all the same people are promoting the same people and it's cool to promote their stuff but what you don't see is them arguing with the people in their circle or their little clique or their crew. You know what I mean? It's always, yeah, that's great work. It, <laughs> they never they never butt heads and then god forbid somebody says something that they don't like. Now you get like now it's like a wolf pack. Now it's a wolf mentality where now you're being attacked by everyone because because you disrespected someone in their in their little circle or their clique or their family. So, yeah, it has become extremely clicky. People have become soft and I think for me, I've, I've never been one to like, it's not really a shtick. This is just who I am. This is always who I am. And sometimes it rubs people the wrong way. And I, I can't control how they respond to what I say, but I've never been one to not say, however I'm feeling, whatever it is. And sometimes that means being a dick and calling people out, I'll, I'll never disagree that I'm a fucking asshole. I, at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to be a scumbag. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's okay to be a dick. I think <laughs> the world needs assholes like, that are just bluntly honest. And I've been saying the shit for a long time. And now, like, Gemma was on board with me really early. And some of the other people are on board. And now I'm seeing, like, you know, BZ and I got hit up in the DMs about some troll accounts that are going after people. And I'm like, dude, A, I don't have time to create these ridiculous troll accounts to try to attack people that don't really register for me in my real life existence. So, like, what kind of person do you think I am that I'm going to waste all my free time creating some fake account to try to? bring someone down or whatever like are you kidding me I've never not said something to your face if I didn't fucking like you and I sure as shit can stop it now because of Fantasyland so yeah I think people have their fake personas and they want to just build that shit up and you know part of that is becoming part of a clique like look at it when you know every yeah there's just and everybody's doing the same shit right like everyone's got rankings and everyone's writing articles on this and doing podcasts and that stuff's fun. Don't get it twisted. At the end of the day, it all becomes kind of a clusterfuck. You know, for me, like promoting content is like pushing shit that these people are standing out. They're doing things that are different. And they're not just doing things like let's promote them for doing something different for fucking excelling when everybody else is in the fucking waiting in the pool doing the same dumb shit. Like now it's just, let's just suck their dick because they're my friend and, and they're going to do that for me. Like, I don't need accolades, man. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't need follower count. Like that shit doesn't, I'm just going to be me and it's going to be fun for some people. And some days it's going to suck. But to go back to your original question, it is quite possible that my fuse has gotten shorter since I've gone back to New Jersey. It's quite possible. You need that vitamin D in your life. So if it's sunny out, man, regardless of what the temperature is, get outside and soak in some sun.
0: So me and the Fantasy Stone are actually cross paths once before when we part in the coming in hot draft, which was a best ball put together by i don't know i don't even know Bowmick, big time leap of faith there's a lot
2: yeah there was uh there was talk about it in a in a group chat somewhere and then all of a sudden like it happened and invitations went out and it was it was a mess dude no i think i actually won that league. you had been up drafted mccaffrey at the one one and still won the league how about that shit? But the
0: premise of this of this draft, it was wasn't really so much the league. It was all about this draft, where every round we had to take a different level of hot sauce, a different level of Scoville unit, and we would have to eat that hot sauce um, paired with whatever you have it paired with, like crackers. Or I, I made a froze. I made a nice pizza and put the sauce on the pizza. Just I knew I was going to be hurting. and I might as well enjoy myself while I was hurting. It got all the way up there, and they were spinning over the the wheel of death. I don't know. It was a a mess of a a night. I was... Man, the next day... I mean, I pounded. It was like a record Guinness uh, consumption evening, too. I was in the bathroom. Uh, I mean, Jesus, at least probably a dozen times the next day you know it's true what they say you know when when you're eating some really hot wings they burn twice you know
2: you ever see the episode of the simpsons when homer eats the and licks the hot pepper and hallucinates yes that was me that night
0: yes so you had an interesting story uh it was like crying in the shower or something
2: i think Uh, (laughs) i could not find all the hot Hot sauces. So I actually went and bought <laughs> the hottest peppers I could find, which ended up being. Uh, I did get a Carolina Reaper, which was fucking stupidest thing I ever did. I got scorpion <laughs> peppers and ghost peppers. Oof. I ended up eating a bunch of ghost peppers and then a couple scorpion peppers and a Carolina Reaper all within a span of like an hour. Yeah, and I was—they were hot. They sucked. Like it was, it
0: sucked. There were tears. There was a lot of sweat. There yeah.
2: were a lot it of red, was, red, yeah. red. Yeah. It was, it was, it was all of those things, but I survived it. You know, I did it at my ex wife's house. Someone, because my kid wanted to be there to watch. So, like, packed up my shit, banned up going home. And, like, 90 minutes after I ate this batch of fucking peppers, uh, my body started turning on me. I was literally, like, I was laying in bed and every I was like sweating from every pore. Like it just started sweating. Like I just did a bunch of fucking drugs or something. And your body's like, fuck this. So it was really hot. It was Southern California and fucking uh, end of August. It's fucking hot in there. I don't have air conditioner. I go to my car, fire the car up, and crank the AC all the way up. So I'm sitting in there for like 10 or 15 minutes. Mind you, I'm, I'm texting Rosalie at the time. Rosalie Michaels, the fantasy girl, was in the draft with us. I'm like texting her and talking to her. Like, yeah, I'm doing good. Don't sweat it. We're talking about our kids and shit. Mind you, I'm sweating from every pore in my body. Feeling like I'm about to die. But yeah, I'm good. Don't sweat it. We're cool. So the fucking hotness goes away. I go back in my, in my I go back. In my room, I'm laying down. About ten minutes later, it comes back and I'm like, oh fuck, I feel like I'm dying. So I went in the shower, turned on the cold water, and just laid in the shower like Ace Ventura after finding out that fucking Finkel was Einhorn. Like that was me. And I remember throwing up. So like all like all that hot shit was coming out, burning my throat. Like it was horrible. And next thing I knew, I woke up at, it was like 2.30 in the morning. I woke up on my bed naked, like fucking mm. <laughs> Neo in the Matrix. Great like, visual. Laying in my bed wondering what the fuck happened. And slowly but surely, like it all started kind of piecing back together. I was in the shower for probably an hour, just like sweating and throwing up. I felt like, like <laughs> that shit fucked up my system I, it was it was ridiculous like i was off hot sauce for about a month after that for sure i would totally do it again though <laughs> By the way, i would totally do it again in 2021 so you're uh and and
0: everyone big time, the inventor of the hot box small batch hot sauce you know,
2: I was, i'm the first that he fucking shipped it to i think oh yeah Is we also it,
0: we also he, we were one of his very first sponsors uh, is that how that works? No, he was one of our very first sponsors. I don't know. He sent Not us a, a couple dollars without. Yeah, so you got a bottle without the label,
2: right? Yep. That's- so I, I have a couple leagues that I run, you know, the stoner leagues. And one of them is entitled Hotbox. And he is in that league. And he was telling me that he was making hot sauce. And I was like, yo, send it on over. I want some of that. Jen Chenti from Fantasy Alarms in that league rosalie is in that league also okay um so he sent me the hot sauce and i was like holy shit, this is amazing because i love breakfast burritos and his hot sauce on breakfast burrito i mean god oh my god forget Uh. about it i had him send a bottle to everyone in the hot box league and that's when he ended up naming it i mean at some point he named it the hot box batch Uh. And I had Master June help him create that logo. Yeah, huh. I was fucking instrumental in the growth of Hotbox. I want my, I want my stake. By the way, I did not
0: know this. I did not. I was not aware of that of of the origins, uh, the the role that you played in this.
2: I, I feel, back. I feel like on the Wikipedia page for Hotbox Hot Sauce, I should be mentioned at least once.
0: Should we get a m- mention also on the Wikipedia Hotbox page? We probably should. Absolutely.
1: I think so. I think so. I think we were his first advertising platform, so we should definitely be on there. You know, you were mentioning burritos. The first time I did it, the first time I put in any of his hot sauce or anything, was also a breakfast. I had a breakfast sandwich, so I had a biscuit with some, some bacon and some eggs. Threw that on there. Man, it was off the chain. It was so good.
0: I have a bottle in transit right now. I took advantage of the Viridian Global hot box batch trucker hat. So they had a special where that where they it was a hot sauce and a hat. The Hot Sauce Pod has just partnered with Viridian Global. We do have some shirts and hoodies. But anyway, the best part of when you our listeners are purchasing these items, don't forget to punch in in the code Dynasty Hot Sauce and get 20% off your entire order. How do you like that? Get that merch. Get that merch. So, so they, Boom, got they do have a stoner collection and a Bomck Big Time collection. But hey. yeah,
2: Viridian Global do something solid. Their shipping is it's quick as hell. It's like made to order. So it's not like you're getting a dusty shirt that's been sitting in a warehouse somewhere.
0: Right. Yeah. So if you go to ViridianGlobal.com and then Choose their drop down the Football Collective. You will see Dynasty Hot Sauce among a, n- a number of different um, podcasts and stuff. And if you go the Football Collective, Dynasty Hot Sauce, punch in Dynasty Hot Sauce in your code for twenty percent off your total order. And if you go over in the Football Collective section, you go to Lifestyle Collections, and you will see. The fantasy football stoner, the stoner's yeah, I- collection.
2: You watch a lot of film. You're a college football guy, right? I love me some college football. It's interesting you mentioned that because one, my most recent Twitter engagement with some people, they questioned my, my the work that I put in, and I, I found that to be cute because now's the time where everyone is talking about. How much they're grinding tape and shit like that. I think that's funny. It's cute when they use that term. I spend my Saturdays like actually watching college football. It's a little different experience. It's fun to go back and look at highlights and that type of shit and like watch some film, but I don't know. I like actually watching the games on Saturday. And like, how do you like the class that's coming out? I really. I think I like last year's running back class better. I was Jonathan Taylor. One, one overall one, one didn't care what your format was. You can go back and look at my tweets. JT was my one, one last year. Trevor Lawrence is, would have been the one, (laughs) one. You know what I mean? If, if he comes out last year, Trevor Lawrence is my one one. Jonathan Taylor is my one two. So I think I think the quarterback class this year is just way too good to pass up. If you're in a super flex, you're not not taking Trevor Lawrence at the one one.
0: I did something kind Absolutely. of bold. No, I was saying it wasn't it wasn't involving trading away the
1: one one. No, no, no. It's quite the opposite.
0: The fantasy timeline podcast. Hosted by Super Dupa Flex and at Real Fantasy TL Listener League. Their startup was started today. 12 teams. I had the 1 3. Boom. Trevor Lawrence.
2: At the 1 3. <laughs> 1 3, baby. Who went? 1 right, 3. Mahomes.
0: <laughs> went Mahomes Watson.
2: Okay. that. Now listen. Wow.
0: Oh, yeah, baby. You know why? Because uh, it's a dynasty league. I'm playing next next year. He'll be the one three. Will he not? Unless he breaks his leg or something. I mean, if he has I mean, a, with his weapons at his disposal, every every I, every person I'm speaking to are telling me that this is the best quarterback in the last ten years. Why would I not take him? He ain't coming back to me. Why the hell not?
2: So you like him more than Kyler?
0: I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me Josh stir Allen. things up. I wanted to stir things up in the draft. Did I want because okay, it was just, well, stir
2: things up right now. Justin Herbert. You like him more than well, a that, dude who's shown us a year that he can yes. crush it.
0: Well, that's the big argument is, oh, yeah, I, I liked Herbert, but I just felt like fucking around it. You know, whatever, man.
2: It's like uh, I can I can take him over Kyler and I can take him over Allen.
0: Justin Herbert yeah. is where you draw the line, huh? Yeah, I'm feeling like
2: for right now in a dynasty startup, I'm feeling like at best I can put him – at my QB four at best, but I'm not so. I, you got your guy right, so like I can't be like you know what I mean. I, I'm not yeah. saying he's my that's kind at of the thing. QB. If he's my at best QB ten, I'm talking shit to you because that's seven. That's seven players in between. But I'm if if I can. If I could max him out at four right now and you got him at three, that's not so bad if you got your guy, right?
1: The way that I was talking about it with someone else, it's, it's Mahomes. And then it's a tier of like six or seven quarterbacks. It's a pick 'em, you know. Lamar Jackson was the last one of the tier at one oh eight. You know, every the top eight picks were all quarterbacks. I mean it's just been and that's how startups have been going apparently. Okay. Alan, quarterbacks Alan are just Tyler. so heavy.
0: Oh no, I'll give you the first round for you. And this draft started at eight thirty this morning. We are on pick one hundred and nine. Apparently, Dave lives overseas and is asleep. This is how the first round went, or the first eight picks went. All quarterback: Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. The rookie pick one hundred and one was mine. Then we have with the one hundred and four Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray at one six, Dak Prescott at one seven, Lamar at one eight.
2: I mean, you're right. I think I think you laid it out appropriately. It's Mahomes, and then you have a batch of dudes that everyone's going to have their own rankings yeah. on.
0: Now, Justin, but, uh, you heard the 107. Was that in your mind at all, Trevor Lawrence?
2: You know,
1: I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. If, if Trevor Lawrence was there and I was picking between him and Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert, I'd consider Trevor Lawrence there, sure. So the way it laid out, I'm, I'm a huge Kyler guy. I like Kyler a lot. I think he's still got potential to get better and produce more. And so the way it laid out is 106 comes around, and the guy who had 106 was kind of weary. And I looked at his Twitter, and he had posted, "I really feel like I should, I need to take CMC or Saquon at 101 in this draft in the start up." He posted this a few days ago, and I was like, "I can I can move up one spot, super duper cheap, and go ahead and grab my guy, and I don't have to worry about someone else trading into the spot, you know, whatever." So I did a first. And second round swap. So I gave up the 107 to get the 106 and I gave away the 207 and got 208, whatever it was. So yeah. I don't feel bad about so, it. Grab my guy you, Kyler. Did, did, and
2: did you tell him did you tell him who you were taking?
1: No, but I told him he could still grab his quarterback. I mean, I, I told him he could still grab his running back at 107 if he wanted. I just uh-huh. wanted to make sure that yeah, no one else jumped in there because he posted I I almost had a deal for the one oh eight to get Lamar Jackson because I do consider that the teardrop. From Lamar Jackson to Joe Burrow, Russ Wilson, I consider that the teardrop, and I was so close to having a deal done for the one to eight, starting with Kyler and
2: Lamar, and oh yeah, man. and then, and then you're right at that mm-hmm. point. Why not wait till the third round and grab your Kirk Cousins as your as your number two or yeah, something like yeah. that? Yeah. If if you can snag a top running back, you you got to play the board so. You see all the quarterbacks going off the board, you gotta take a quarterback. You can't. But me personally, I yeah. the Scott Fishbowl, I waited. I went running backs heavy and then filled in wide receivers and I didn't take quarterbacks until like round seven, eight, and nine. And I ended up with Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill and Joe Burrow. Like so I ended up with good quarterbacks in the Scott Fishbowl. Obviously a little bit different, but Um, It was Mahomes and Lamar that you wanted, or it was Tyler and Dak. And then – so I just kind of waited – generally i'll grab if i'd rather wait if people are grabbing quarterbacks and they want to grab quarterbacks i kind of let them if i need to get one in the second round or one in the first to to kind of fit in with the gang because we got a run going i'll do it but i would prefer to grab some of those running backs man
0: i think the well we're at 108 or 109 right now i feel like that 11 and 12 picks are going to be I don't know if they're going to go quarterback.
2: I don't know. I mean, at this but, point, you got you got all the big names. Like, right. You got CMC. You got fucking JT and Saquon. You got all those guys. You got Adams and Hill and Justin Jefferson. Where do you rank him right now in a dynasty startup? in your wide receivers. I love Justin Jefferson.
0: I'm not going to be able to get him anywhere. Cause I'm not a big early wide receiver guy. I feel like he's going to be one of the first, first wide receivers off the board.
2: Yeah. I I'm with you on wide receivers, especially now the position is so deep, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? you 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 can grab a Jamar yeah. chase in the fifth or sixth round and he's ultimately going to be a wide receiver one for you. Yep. But I think you're right when it comes down to what my strategy is, I right now it's running back heavy because wide receiver, there are so many of them, right? So if I need to trade a running back in the middle of the season or early in the season, I feel like that running back is going to have way more value and I'm going to be able to get a bigger return right than one of these wide receivers because – the fucking position is so deep right like people that were drafted Jameson Crowder in whatever fucking round and Will Fuller like they were crushing people <laughs> last year until so those guys mm-hmm. shit the bad. like I mean those are just examples but Keenan Allen was the guy that people were getting in the fifth and sixth round last year I don't yeah. know and and now we're pumping in Chase uh, Smith Waddell Waddle Bateman fucking Amon Ross like there's yeah. just another fucking influx of receivers and even guys like tamarion terry who is fast and fucking big but played at a shitty florida state team like (laughs) that's a dude who can be a fucking scary wide receiver if he gets in the right spot and gets the right coach that can Get him out of his own fucking head. I don't know. I just feel like wide receivers are so deep these days. And you're not wrong.
1: It's kind of one of those things where you have to either get the very top end, or just wait and wait and wait because they're all the same. You know that that like 24 to 48 range is just a blur of of guys. You know, yeah. Those wide receiver threes and fours are all the are same. They're
2: getting ro- They were they're, they're drafting Robert Woods in that range because right people aren't taking him too early. Like, but Bobby trees wins title.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs> let's be honest. Bobby trees will win you a title.
0: Getting back to the rookie class coming in. What's a, what's a rookie that you're high on, but the consensus might not be, you just rattled off a bunch of wide receivers, but just anybody. Got I,
2: I did mention Terry right there. I think he's a kid that's very big, um, very fast and came in with a lot of potential and a lot of hype. And, you know, Florida State, like, look at Cam Akers last year. It was kind of the same with Acres, A mm-hmm. shitty team with a shitty offensive line, but that kid clearly had some skills. I'm not saying Terry is going to, you know, jump out and be really. a superstar, but I, I think he has the potential. I'll tell you a guy that I actually went to USC with uh, a kid named Josh. I forget how to fucking pronounce his last name. Amatar a matar baby. he ended up transferring to Illinois.
0: I'm not your baby?
2: Yeah, Josh, I'm not your baby. Uh, there you go. Bro, this kid, he's, ve- he, he's very much an athlete, right? I think he scored 10 or 11 touchdowns at Illinois in 2019. He's like 6'2", 220. He's got your prototypical wide receiver size. Dude's got like a 47-inch vertical. You're not fucking out-jumping him. And I feel like he has the potential to be a a Chase Claypool-type player, but he could also be fucking Miles Boykin, right? Like, (laughs) he could also be that guy.
0: like a third rounder, like a mid, mid to late third round rookie pick? Yeah, I,
2: I would even say probably like the fifth round. Um, uh-huh. There were a couple guys that I was high on like that decided to go back to school. You know, Ritter from uh, fucking Cincinnati, the quarterback, and uh, there was a tight end from Utah that I liked. Elijah Mitchell's another dude that I liked. Wow, yeah. From the Raging Cajun. The way that the NFL is right now, it's a tandem backfield, right? I mean, you got a handful of dudes that are that are gonna get the bulk of the carries, your Derrick Henry's, your your Dalvin Cooks. Right. but you know, your Ezekiel Elliotts. but even Zeke is gonna share with Pollard some point. But going forward, like you, you need a tandem. You you want you wanna match a Najee with a Miles Garrett if you're or a Miles Gaskin. If you're the Miami Dolphins, you know what I mean? Like you want that little thunder and lightning. So like, I think Elijah Mitchell from, from Louisiana could be a guy that could be a compliment to somebody. I think, you know, Caleb, Caleb Huntley from ball state. was a fucking 230 pound, just fucking monster of a running back could be a compliment to somebody, you know? So those those are some guys that I like, um, but my favorite, I'm i I'm a homer, right? I'm a Notre Dame guy. So oh. there's a, there's a guy that played tight end for Notre Dame this year called his name is Tommy Tremble. He didn't wow. have many catches, maybe 20. Fuck. Let me see how many catches he had. I think I brought up his stats earlier. Fucking 19 catches for 218 yards. But this dude is like a fullback in a fucking tight end's body. Loves to hit, or 250. I think he's like 6'4", 248. The dude's <laughs> a beast, bro. But he's also really Deep fast. Fella, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Like, but he loves contact. He's a dude that I could see Shanahan grabbing in the later rounds because Kyle Jushka, or however the fuck he pronounced his last <laughs> game, <laughs> he, he, you know, he he costs a lot of money. He's a really good fullback, but he costs oh. a lot of money. So why not bring in this two hundred and fifty fucking pound tight end that can also run routes? And when you get the ball in his hand, God, he makes fucking plays. Like, so that's a dude that I think, God, if the combine was here this year, that's a dude that would slay at the combine. So I think you're going to see a lot of athletes like that that go undrafted and that sneak in as, as an undrafted free agent and that can make some plays. Like, God, I wouldn't want him running down on, on, on a punt team and fucking hitting me as a punt returner. Right. It's, it's 4 two forty, and runs like a 4-6-7. Like, nah, I'm good, dude. I'm good. So, I mean, he, he left school early. He could have stayed another couple of years. They told him that he had a shit ton of value as, as like an H-back in today's NFL. So he's like, fucking, I'm out. Let's go.
0: I nice. think that
2: dude is going to fucking be a beast. And people have no idea who he is. So
0: everybody has a, a different top three rookie running back. Rank.
2: What's uh where's yours? I mean to me it's it's sometimes you just gotta keep it simple, right? Like <laughs> it's it's Najee and it's and it's Travis Etienne and it's Javante Williams. Those that's, are,
0: it's, that's how it's kind yeah. <laughs> of shaped out at this point.
2: Those are the easy three, and then the real fun starts after that. It's it's where do you got you know Jamar Jefferson? Where do you have fucking michael carter like where do you have guys like that that's when you get to see the real the real fun players in the game
0: i just did a rookie mock a dlf or what is it it's just one of those ryan mcdowell mfl rookie mocks super flex i got uh javion hawkins in like the end of the fourth round i was pretty excited
2: <laughs> yeah i mean you know I, I was looking at somebody's fuck i forget who's rookie, or it was a startup dynasty startup draft with rookies included. Javante Williams went in the the end of the fourth,
0: Najee in the
2: early third. So Travis was probably right in the middle of that. And then it wasn't until, I think, the eighth round that uh, Kenneth Gainwell went. And then, you know, Michael Carter and those guys were in the 10th and 11th. It also shows you that there's there's a lot of distance, I think, between the top three and then the other two, you know, or, or five guys, whoever you want. But I think Jamar Jefferson's fucking dope. I think we're good. But look, Jarrett Patterson from Buffalo, if you want to talk about an undervalued dude right now, I mean, three months ago when he scored however many months ago, when he scored seven or eight touchdowns in a game. He was he was Javante Williams. He was the number three running back in the draft. He doesn't catch very many balls out of the backfield. Kenny, probably. But he's also one of those dudes that I can see fucking becoming part of a of a tandem because he is a beast. Like he's just thick as fuck. And I've always promoted this this thing. There's this small school mentality that I just absolutely adore. And I started talking about it back in the day with Antonio Brown and uh, David Johnson when they were your number one guys as a running back and a wide receiver. And then you had all these guys coming from USC and Notre Dame and all the big name schools, Trent Richardson's that were shitting the bed, fucking small school guys. These, this Brian Westbrooks that came from Villanova and even look at Kareem Hunt. He came from nowhere, Right. And that's why I like guys like Caleb Huntley who went to Ball State. Like, I don't know that Caleb Huntley is going to be any more than what a fucking Zach Moss can be, right? But I'd I'd bet on a Caleb Huntley before I'd bet on a Zach Moss because a guy from Ball State had to work a little harder for that money. Like there's just something about that small school fucking mentality. But then you got a guy like Carson Wentz who just fucks all that up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, tough to be a dick, but <laughs> Carson Wentz, fuck that dude, man. He fucked up so many of my teams this year, <laughs> including the DDCL team that, that I have. He's the reason why <laughs> my fucking team sucks. That's stuck. right.
0: That's right. We are in the DDCL, the Dynasty Diagnostic Champions League, with Stoner. Yeah, you didn't do so well, man. Three and ten for first season. Well,
2: I have Dalvin Cook and Derek Henry on my team.
0: Oh, how is that possible? I I've, banked
2: on Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan this year.
0: Yes, and you're you're very young at tight end, yeah. the big producing yeah. position in this look, league.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But look at my shitty fuck. We talked about my my strategies earlier. I, I waited on quarterbacks and went with some of the not oh, yeah. great guys. Yeah, I don't know, but I. But I like that I got nook. I got Devo. I mean, I did have some injuries. Yeah, my tight end is where I need work. I don't know. maybe I'll, yeah, maybe, yeah. I'll snag, maybe I'll snag Kyle Pitts in the draft and be okay. Well-
0: you have the one six, so there might be there, you know, and it's gonna be interesting how this this draft shakes out because there was there forty-eight teams in this league, and so the pick, the rookie right. draft is gonna be like one, 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 two, 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 three, 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 three. You know, it's gonna be like in fours. So some of these I'm, players might
2: I'm excited you know, for Kyle Pitts because I need that.
0: Yeah, I mean, so there's gonna be four Kyle Pitts. One of them's most it will most definitely fall to you, one would think with all the quarterbacks that are going to be out there as well.
2: I have Derek Henry and Dalvin cook. I literally have two of your top three fucking running backs in the NFL. Right. I also have Tyler Boyd. Nook. I got Devo. I have decent. I, I have a Brandon cooks. I think is another guy. I got, I have good wide receivers. My quarterback, my quarterback play is is a little rough.
0: Yeah, but, you might you might catch one at the one six, and then you can snag a maybe one of those running backs might fall to you. Actually, you'll have a great second round pick too, one six. Yeah, that's six. the thing. I mean, I could
2: I could I could sleep on I could let Pitts go if one of the quarterbacks drops to me, and I could snag Friermuth or whatever from fucking Penn State in the second round. Because I love tight ends, by the way. Tight end is like my favorite fucking fantasy season. Really. Always has been. It really is. Because oh. it's not as easy to pick a dude.
0: Yeah, so you have Adam Troutman and Irv Smith on your team. Those are some nice uh, pieces for the right.
2: Like You guys want a future tight end? Yeah. You want, a, you, want a, you want a future fantasy tight end? Who are my favorite people to watch uh, in college football this year? Uh, this past season that, that I just watched. Kid's name is Michael Mayer. I'm again being a homer because I'm a Notre Dame fan. This kid's a freshman from Kentucky. Uh, was to Notre Dame. He's six five, like two forty. Ian Book looked to this kid every time it mattered. Every third down, he was looking to this kid. Forty two catches for four hundred and fifty yards. He only had two touchdowns. This dude makes plays like I looked at him and watched him. He was making me he, like he's out there cutting on people like Kelsey and Kittle. Gets dirty with the ball in his hand. Yeah, you're not you're not going to see him until the Ooh. 2023
0: draft. Devi, uh, some Devi inside here.
2: This is, this is a little something for the people that don't think I fucking do my work. You know? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. M A Y E R. Yeah. Ooh. This dude has like.
0: Top 10. I'm in some heavy premium leagues, and I'm in a a couple. uh, I'm in a Devin league in particular that I I might think about this.
2: I I love tight ends. And that's why I like that dude Tremble. I mentioned Tommy Tremble was Notre Dame's other tight end. That dude can block, right? Like, when I tell you he can block, he wants to block. He's really fucking good at it. So when you have a guy that does that and does that well, he's going to earn time on the field. And God forbid, like, you know what I mean? He makes a couple plays with the ball in his hand. Now, holy shit. Because, because he can make plays with the ball in his hand. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know what I mean? Once he does, he's going to start being trusted. And that's how Logan Thomas became the player that he became by the end of the year is because people started trusting him. In times when it mattered, like Logan Thomas was a fucking quarterback who became a top 10 fantasy tight end in 2020. Look at the progression. I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't Travis Fulgham who spiked for a couple games and then disappeared.
0: You, you, You watch
2: him progressively get better and better and become more involved in the game. And then you got a guy like Alex Smith who used to fucking feed Vernon Davis the ball. Now, all of a sudden, Logan Thomas is getting the ball. I mean, now they got a guy they can trust in that position with Terry. Run TMC, Terry McLaurin's out there. God forbid, Antonio Gibson is solid too, right?
0: Yeah. So let's
2: get us a fucking quarterback. And all of a sudden, Washington with their defense, that's a scary goddamn team. Logan Thomas is a guy who can you can win with. It's easy to draft a Kelsey or a Kittle or a Waller. I think Hawkinson. We knew he was going to be that guy. Andrews, but right now Kyle Pitts is probably. Yeah.
0: Kyle Pitts is
2: probably the number four dynasty tight end for me, and I can find a tweet probably from September or October that had <laughs> me listing him as a top five dynasty tight end. There's it's nobody else.
1: Hard to find a place for him right there. You know, honestly, if you look at what. Lamar Jackson isn't, and then you try to have that conversation about Mark Andrews and what Mark Andrews can be with that limited passing offense. I mean, I think the top three are pretty clear, and then you have to kind of fit him in their pits with the Hawkinson and Andrews of the world.
2: Right, but you also have to consider, like, god damn, Mark Andrews is really fucking good. For him to be a top five receiver or a tight end with a quarterback that doesn't really throw as much right as some of the other teams do. Like that's just spectacular. So here's here's my as much as I know San Diego San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles, they probably <laughs> should go offensive line, uh, with their first pick. Yeah. I think they should let Hunter Henry go. Right. They should draft Kyle Pitts.
0: You run yeah, you run please.
2: Pitts out there with Keenan and you get rid of Mike Williams who is limited or nothing of a salary cap hit, and you signed Juju because I just know that Juju wants to come home to L.A. I've been saying that for a long time, too, and everybody's jumping on that wagon, too. Yikes. Um, yeah, only I- saying that because I know Juju. Not sure how it works with him and Keenan, though. Tyler Johnson and, and Jalen Guyton Ga- have showed that, I mean, they could be those deep guys. Like they They don't need Mike Williams.
1: Well, we're going to know real soon whether they're going to keep Mike Williams or not. They have to cut him before the start of the new year. Otherwise, they're going to guarantee that $15 million. $15 million on that fifth-year option. So Uh, it's only injury guarantee. do that when
2: you get Juju for less? Right, yeah.
1: they can cut him, and and no one is going to pay Mike Williams $15 dollars. $15 I just don't know how he stays on the team unless he decides to take an extension and take a lot less money.
2: The Niners could use a guy like Mike. Well, yeah, because they all they got these small guys. I
1: mean, around the field, they got
2: well, they got the Debo's that are really good at the rack and the run after the catch and the yards after the catch. Like Debo crushes that. Kittle, yeah. you can stretch the field. Mike Williams. Is a perfect type receiver for a team like the Niners that could use a guy that could
1: get it up in Green Bay. It just—it's the most natural fit. Throw him in Green Bay, let him run deep, and Devontae runs all those possession routes. And... <laughs> I just got the chills. It makes too much
2: sense, and I don't even like Green Bay, dude. <laughs> <Fuck that. laughs> but you're right. Like, yeah, that's good, I, and that's why everyone's fucking talking about Wolf Wolf Fuller going to the Packers too. Yeah. I mean, I Wolf be- Fuller's
1: a little too—I think he's going
0: to be too expensive. I want no part of Will, Will Fuller. I don't know, man.
2: Why? Because his hamstrings are made of wet. Yeah, dirt, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The injury stuff. <laughs> you
0: know, who, who? knows how long he was taking? Uh, he was on, on.
2: He's man. a Notre Dame guy from Philly, though. You gotta love him, right?
0: <laughs> Will Fuller. Yeah. No, I I don't own any Will Fuller. I never have. Uh, strangely enough. And how many leagues you win anyway? Uh, too many. Too many to count oh
2: yeah and that was part of the problem this year there was probably it was 40 plus overall yeah
0: that's Um, roster setting leagues
2: yeah yeah. and that was the problem yeah that was the problem i mean there were so many that you know you got into doing fucking mock drafts during covid and (laughs) you know let's turn them into leagues and you're like okay whatever Oh, so yeah, then you, you kind of, you know, I only have so many hours during during the day to fucking. But then, and that was the other problem. It wasn't like a normal season, you know. Like I'd have to set my lineups on Thursday. And then I find out on Friday that two of my guys got COVID. Yeah. And then I find out again on Sunday morning that more of my guys got COVID. So now, like, I'm spending hours upon hours going through all these lineups to reset them. And it was fucking maddening, and I hated
0: it. And then you have a guy that that gets stuck on your IR, and he's locked in there, and you can't do nothing about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of like commissioner issues, you know, a guy would be stuck on IR, would come off IR, and then you have to message the commissioner just so you could set a lineup kind of thing. It's like, damn, this is a strong. Like, it was a grind this season for sure, but uh, at least we had a season, so there's that.
2: Yeah. So I've 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 eliminated a lot of those leagues i'm trying to get down to like a normal a normal number that is that is manageable and makes it fun like i think it got to a point where it's not fun anymore either you know some of the leagues are cool we still have great chat i don't know just i I just don't find myself committing the time to the leagues that i want to commit to because there were so many of them. Because the, the year was fucking stupid with COVID and shit like that. Right. Um, How many leagues have you joined this
1: off season, Larry?
0: Just uh, this timeline one. No, okay. Oh, that's not true because you picked up that
1: orphan with a uh, oh, right. sports up, couple. I yeah. picked
0: up an orphan and... Epical fucking Larry tried to hide. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I picked no, he's
1: up... You don't even know what he's doing. Shit.
0: I picked up an orphan. It's it's a fucking sleeper orphan too. So that's another reason why I couldn't remember it. But uh, yeah, I picked up an orphan and uh, just the startup
2: today. I'm on zero. I'm like I'm on zero. negative. I dropped a
1: bunch. Yeah. Now are you are you planning on maybe adding one or two, or are you just going no start? No, I,
2: I will. I like I'll be happy to add a couple. But yeah, I'm trying You're to right get right rid of a bunch right first. Right, yeah. uh, yeah. You know, I still have my home leagues that I'm in my redrafts and yeah. you know the fucking Scott Fishbowl. I still want to do that. Like sure. I still want to add that type of stuff. And but yeah, I'm trying to get down to less than fifteen dynasty leagues.
0: That seems to be like the magic number for folks. Less than fifteen. Like
1: Well I've added I've added four so far this <laughs> offseason. Whoopsie. And uh we didn't talk about this, Larry, but uh I'm gonna make an impromptu announcement. Sure. I'll be adding a fifth, and so Ooh. will you, Larry. Because uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna do a hot sauce listener league. We're gonna hash out some details in a little bit, and yes. uh, we'll put that out fairly soon. It's startup season, and startup season's long, so there's no hurry.
0: And hell, man, we're uh, we're almost at this a year. I feel like it's just natural progression. Let's yeah. boom, listener
1: league, let's have a, baby. Let's have a listener league. <laughs> let's have a listener league.
2: Fuck it, it's a startup. If you have listeners, you should have a listener league. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
1: Nice. Well, we've got at least 10 listeners, so we can make a league out of it. I'm telling you,
0: yes. You can look at the statistics of where these listeners are from. We could get the, the Vietnamese guy, the guy that lives in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know him. But that, that person in, in the Ukraine? In the <laughs> <laughs> you can join our league. You're in the Ukraine. Do it. <laughs> fuck it, man. We'll just draft until fucking September because that's how long right. it'll take.
1: Yeah, time. right. Eight-hour timer and everybody's paused. It's overnight over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah, so so keep your fall ears fall. open, folks. A big, so, European, a big, big European draw. That's it, yeah.
2: <laughs> so do you guys – are you guys college football fans and watchers or are you – Tape watchers like all these other people that are coming out on Twitter now. Well, John, I'm, a, I'm a college football fan. I'm am I'm a, I'm a college football fan. I'm
1: a, I'm a UGA fan. Originally from Georgia, um, not an SEC fan, just a UGA fan. So let's be so very clear what about. do you
2: what do you think? I as a dude who lived in Orange County and watched JT Daniels. Playing fucking high school. What are your thoughts on JT Daniels?
1: I think he's. I think he's going to be solid. He's got the physical tools. He still needs a little bit of mental development.
2: I'm excited to see what he can do this year. You know that dude skipped his senior year of high school.
1: I didn't know that, but it makes it kind of makes oh, sense.
2: He decided to graduate early, so he can enroll as in the spring, and he ended up winning the fucking job as USC quarterback. And then he tore his ACL.
1: Blew out his knee, yep.
2: And then Slovis fucking came in and crushed it. And the world loved this kid. And JT Daniels transferred to Georgia, redshirted, came in last year and fucking crushed it. Yeah, no, I mean, look,
1: I wish he had been cleared earlier so we weren't playing in, like a non scholarship, you know, 19th year quarterback. That had, been, yeah. you know, that had been in the, the cafeteria the day they needed a quarterback. That's I wish he had been cleared I, because he didn't get cleared I, until halfway through the season. I want
2: to punch him in the face because he looks like your typical fucking asshole Orange County kid. But I'm excited to see what he can do at the quarterback position with a dude like Pickens as his fucking yeah. wide receiver. And they got – fucking zamir running back like they have a talented roster but you're right in what you said he is still very young i hope that that he matures fucking mentally and emotionally because i think he could be great a couple other guys i'm interested to watch if you want to talk real quick justin ross wide receiver at clemson
1: so you fucking think he plays out.
2: well he said he's coming back
1: yeah that's that's the word on the street he's give it a he's shot cool.
2: That dude's a, a, a first-round pick at wide receiver. Um, was killing it as a freshman. Yeah. I'm excited to see if he can come back. Sam Howell, quarterback in North Carolina. Especially losing Newsom and fucking diami and two of your running backs. Like, they literally are losing all of their offensive fucking players. So, if this dude can come in next year with a whole new crew of offensive talent. And throw for three thousand plus and thirty touchdowns and still be a slayer. I mean, there's no reason he he shouldn't be the number one fucking quarterback off the board. I love it. I appreciate you guys inviting me on. This is a oh, absolutely. whole thanks for joining, down.
0: dude. Appreciate you. Let's do it again. Fuck yeah, man. And and you could find Stoner. I mean, he's looking for followers, clearly. We've been talking about it the whole show He's Gotta help his ratio <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, Ratio Join my
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry, yeah, baby. Is Like three people
0: Oh yeah Let's do this One more time Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast oh,
2: yeah. One, two, three, four Rodgers, talking dynasty football, baby. Come get!